Welcome to the Ringer NBA Show. I'm Chris Barnett. Joining me today is the Houston Rockets forward, Corey Brewer. Hey, Corey. How you doing? All right, so every time I see you, I don't know if anybody's ever told you this. Every time I see you, do you know what I think of? What do people tell you they think of if they think of you? Usually college, right? Florida. Always Florida. Right, the most outstanding (laughs) player. I think of after you guys won the title, the year you won the most outstanding player, there is a YouTube video. People can go look this up. And Noah's going crazy. The announcer has no idea what's going on, right? And so Noah is yelling, we're going to do it big. We're going to do it big. You don't even know what I'm saying right now, right? And you're in the back going, we know, we know. <laughs> so now that I've got the opportunity with you right here, I have to know, what, did the, what was he talking about? What, is, what are the Gator boys doing it big? What does that mean? Uh, we just had a good time, man. <laughs> we just went back to games, but we, uh, we were out. Probably for a lot of nights in a row. <laughs> a lot of nights. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. But that's what it's all about, man. We had the best college experience in the world. How did you end up at Florida? Um, it came down for me. I was going to go to either Tennessee or Florida. and it was, it was When tough. you were a Tennessee guy. Yeah, it was a tough decision. So I wanted to stay in state, but once I went to campus and visit, oh, my God, I couldn't turn it down. Why? I had to go. It was just amazing. Amazing. People the were nice. Girls. Uh, the girls were nice, of course. <laughs> but just the campus was a beautiful place. And then the coach's style of play was fit me perfect. At what point are you there and you know we got something special going on? To be honest, when we first got there, I knew me and my roommates were going to be good eventually just because we just clicked. It's one of those things when you meet you meet guys, you're yeah. like, dying. It's like we all became instant best friends, and it was amazing. Me, Torian Green, Al Horford, and Joaquin. Who are you closest with still? Um, we're all pretty still. We're all still pretty close. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, we all still talk. We have a, a messages. We all message each other. So. You're all on a group text. Yeah, group text. The the oh seven oh eight champions text. Yeah, we call ourselves the O fours. The O fours. Yeah, cause we, we came into college in two thousand four. But you knew you knew rather quickly that you guys were going to be a special team. Yeah, we knew we were really special. We used to go at every like at nighttime. All four of us used to go and we used to play one on one on one, and like <laughs> we just play every day. And. Who won? Of course, me. You won. Uh, you be- uh, I'll get a couple wins because he's bully. He Joe, bully balls. Joe Kim get lucky and make some shots. Yeah, I'd like to see the <laughs> I, I, I look. <laughs> Joe Kim would make some shots. Every once in a while. <laughs> the, the jumper's not pretty, Corey. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Did you guys tease him? Uh, always. How does it go sideways? It like spins. Uh, it spins like the wrong. Uh, game. Terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> That's all you can say. That's him. Hey, he made a lot of money shooting that. He did. Jumper. He did make a lot of money. <laughs> he has made a lot of money now playing with the uh, now playing with the Knicks. All right, so now you leave Florida. You're the seventh pick in the draft, and now uh, I'm interested in at what point did you think, all right, this is what I've got to be to have a long career in the NBA? You were like what the seventh pick overall, right? Yeah. So are you thinking when you come in, I'm expected to be a star? They're, you know, they drafted me seven. I've got to be one of these all-star level players. Of, or of course, you're a top ten pick. Of course, yeah. you're thinking that. But um, my situation changed drastically after I got drafted. Like two weeks after I got drafted, they traded KG and a bunch of guys, and then we brought in a bunch of young guys. Oh, so you thought you were playing like, with Garnett? Yeah. So, you're like, wow, like, this is the greatest. Yeah, all my interviews is like, when I got drafted, I get to play with KG. I get to learn from KG. I can't wait to get. I can't wait to get there. He gets traded two weeks after I get drafted, and I'm playing with I go and playing with KG. I'm playing with Rashad McCants, um, Gerald Green, 
Randy Foy and Sebastian Taylor, they're not bad guys, you know. Yeah. I love those guys. I had a good time playing with them, but it's just they were young like me. Right. They were young <laughs> they were like and second they were like second, third year guys. And KG was one of the best players in the league. Yeah, so it was right? like now I'm like everybody's trying to do the same thing. Everybody wants to be a star. Everybody's fighting to be a star. So it was What were tough. those teams like? We were bad. <laughs> really bad. It was a tough situation. For me personally it was tough going from winning two national championships to winning twelve games out of eighty two, fifteen right. games out of eighty two. So my first three or four years was tough. It was about then it starts like. Is it possible to be friends when that's all going on? Yeah, of course you can. I be mean, you're friends. all. I mean, but you're all young guys, yes. and everybody's trying to make their way in the league. Everybody's probably a little teeny bit resentful of each other at yeah, the time. It's, it's a lot of competition, right? <laughs> so it's tough. But you're friends. But on the court, you can tell it's a little tough, a little musty, but. You get through it, and lucky for me, I ended up getting tra- actually got traded to New York. I got uh, I got a buyout, and I was able to go to Dallas. Right. And I think that probably saved my career. Once I got to Dallas, I learned what it's about to be an NBA player. What do you mean saved your career? Man, you go. You thought it was going the wrong way. It wasn't going the wrong way. It just wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't going. We're on bad teams. Right. We're on bad teams. Like, dang. Nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody right. watches the Timberwolves. Right. We went 12 games. Well, and you blew out the ACL. Yeah. Right. What was ACL. that? Was it your second year? year? Second year. So it's like bad teams. You get hurt. It's like, oh, what's going to happen? But when I went to Dallas, um, you know, I get to play with Dirk. It was great. Jason Terry, Sean Marion. Those guys really was like, like I was working my butt off. And it's right. like, it starts to pay off. Like, you playing with good players. Then I didn't even play that much, but I, I learned, like, this is what it's supposed to be like in the NBA. <laughs> so, like, when you win, like, we win the world championship that year, actually. We beat Miami. So it was good for me. And I worked with um, Coach Carlisle and Coach Gergovich. Coach Gergovich was there. Oh, And I yeah. was working with Coach Gergovich, like, we were doing, like, two a day. It's like, he was he was working me so hard. So they helped you a ton. Uh, of course. And then I got in the perfect situation. I get a trade to Denver, and I got to play with George Carl. Right. And I was like, okay. Now um, you're starting to get uh, it. Okay, but when – all right, so at the at the beginning, and you're, and you're going through the Minnesota stuff, that, that, the original thought was, like, at what point do you realize, all right, if I'm going to make it in this league, if I'm going to have a long career in this league – this is the this is the kind of player I need to be. This is the role I want to play. Uh, probably my fourth year. Fourth year? Or my third year, actually. I realized my third year. I used to play well my third year. I was like 13. But my third, fourth year, you're like, okay, what can I do? Right. What am I good at? And what'd you decide? I can score a lot in transition. So <laughs> That's I, it. I had Kevin Love on my team at the time and Ricky, so they were like alley passes. So <laughs> I like led the lead in fast breaks like five straight, five straight years. I was in top five, I think. For a lot of years, so it was, <laughs> I'm just gonna take off. Yeah, take off. I'm gonna take I'm off really running. And then, you guys just throw it. And then, and defensively, just create havoc. I was right. getting steals, so it was working out. Right, and then, so now you've you you've molded yourself as this role guy that you know, and obviously it helps to be on good teams. Once you're on, once you've proven that you can play on a good team, then everything opens up. Right, yeah, everything opens up then. Then teams know you're not like you're not a cancer, you're not a bad guy. You're right. a good guy and you can help the team. So yeah. when you're helping a good team, you're actually you're an NBA player. Well your M- image changes completely, right? Every, everything changes. <laughs> so when you were well, cause, uh, at the at the beginning, what what do you think people were saying about you? What do you think what do you what do you think the book know. was on Corey Brewer? Terrible. <laughs> you thought terrible. <laughs> no, nah, well not terrible, but like <laughs> You're not really doing nothing. You just, we're just we were just out there. I felt like we were just out there running around. <laughs> so 
I don't know what the You're book. just running. These are the Timberwolves teams. Yeah, we went in 15 games. I don't know what the book was. <laughs> then, we, then we tried to run a triangle one year, which. Oh, my God. Right. Come on now. We, with our team, there's no way we was going to run the triangle. But we tried it. <laughs> it looked more like the octagon. But. <laughs> you think you guys ran the octagon, yeah, huh? Yeah, it wasn't no triangle. <laughs> The triangle didn't really work out, right? It didn't work for us, no. It was Rambus. Yeah, we had Kurt Rambus. We had Johnny Flynn, the point guard, I think. And it just wasn't. We, he was more of a pick-and-roll guy. Like, Johnny needed to play more, like, in the pick-and-roll system, I think. It would have right. helped him. But, you know, you do what Coach says. So, we ran. I, I think I played well in the triangle. <laughs> You yeah. think you're a good triangle player? I had to figure it out. You better, <laughs> you better figure it out. You're going to look really bad, I think. <laughs> Is it the worst? You, um, you're saying this all laughing. No, nah, it's not the worst. Is your it's opinion just, of the triangle a bleak one? You got to have certain players, I feel like. I feel like if you got certain players, triangle's amazing. Yep. Like, you, you guys have, didn't have the yeah, – you, you, have have <laughs> you didn't have the squad. Nah, you didn't have the squad. We didn't have the right pieces. All Let's right. Put, so, put it that way. so after you run that Dallas team, right? Do you feel like it's a, t- a turning point in your career? Oh, yeah, I feel good now. Yeah. I'm back to winning, you know. <laughs> Go from not making the playoffs to winning the championship. Right. Oh, oh man. I'm like, okay, this is this is what it's like. This is normal now. It's basketball. So then when I went to, um, went to Denver, it was great. We made the playoffs. We took the Lakers to seven games, lost first. And then the next year, we actually, like, we had a good team. We were, like, third in the West. Um, we won, like, 58 games. We had a couple winning streaks. Um, George gets coach of the year. Masai gets um, executive of the year. Yep. We had a great year. So, um, play well. So, I think I'm going back there. But instead, they fired George. <laughs> and Masai goes to Toronto. I'm like, oh, man. Uh-oh. <laughs> two good years. What's going to happen now? Um, but luckily, um, Flip Saunders, rest in peace. Um, he called, and I was able to go back to Minnesota on a nice deal, three-year deal. And... Then before I left Minnesota, actually, he was let me out, my, let me get traded. He, he, we talked about it, and I was able to go to Houston. You asked? Yeah, uh, we had a conversation. <laughs> what'd you What'd you say? That's what I asked. He He said, "I want to do right by you because you know we had Wiggins and we were young and we were basically were rebuilding again." He's like. I know you don't want to. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing like doing that in Minnesota, right? I mean, it's like two degrees, and you're losing every night. Yeah, because the year before, we actually, I thought we could, we could have made the playoffs the year before. That's when we had the Kevin Love, Pekovic, Kevin Martin. Yep. Um, We won like forty. We were like forty and forty-two, forty-one, forty-one. We had a chance. We lost a bunch of. We probably lost fifteen games by three points or less. Wow. And that's when Coach Alderman was there. Um, we just we couldn't finish games like we should have finished. I think Peck gets hurt. Yeah. So it was kind of, but we should that we had a good year that year actually, and we should have made the playoffs. But the next year, you know, Caleb they traded Caleb. I'm like, we go back to rebuild. <laughs> Jeez. Let me out. So, let me out. It flipped it right by you. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even ask to get let out. It was more a mutual agreement. Yeah. Came to me, and he was like, I really don't want you to leave. He's like, you know, if you really want to, you know, I would like you to. Work with Andrew, but I love Drew to death, but man. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> it's a better situation. Once you had gotten a taste of the winning, and that really happened full-fledged with Dallas, right? Yeah. What, what is that locker room like? What is that, what is that championship? What, what was it like to be a part of that, what was going on in Dallas at that time? Um, and everybody's positive, you know. 
like a positive, like positive vibe in the locker room. Everybody comes, everybody does their job. Everybody knows their role. Like everybody's, it's about one goal. You're about trying to win. You know? And you feel like when you come in the game, like you get to the arena, uh, yeah, you feel like you're going to win every game. Right. Like in Minnesota, you know, when I was there my first few years in the league, it was like, let's hope we don't get beat by 30. <laughs> like that's not, like that's, that's a tough feeling. It's tough. <laughs> Especially when you had just come off of two national titles. Right? You were on one of the great college teams of all time, and now you're walking in losing every, every night. night. Every night. Every night. From winning every night to losing every night. Right. So what what do you think the biggest lessons you learned in Dallas were? Um, Both about what a what a champion team is like and also, like, just for yourself. Um, you got to come to work every day, but um, – you got to be positive, you know. Everything's not going to go right, but you can't get down on yourself. And, you know, you're working for the team. Like, it's not about you. It's about, like, y'all. It's about the team. It's about you trying to win. You have one common goal. So, no, don't be selfish. You think that's hard? It's not hard when you're on a good team. No, no, no. I mean, oh. I mean, just the NBA in general, to collect a bunch of guys that are more, that are more apt to worry about the, the team goal than individual. Cause, cause, and I say that because it's a star league, right? You see, like when it's it's going to be the big showdown between you know LeBron versus Kevin Durant. That they really do push individuality. Yeah, but it depends what you put around those guys. You don't have your superstar. Don't get me wrong. We have a lot of superstars in the league, but right, you have to have role players to have a good team. Right, you can't have. Well, get, unless you go to the state, you can have a bunch of superstars. <laughs> but <laughs> not, every, not everybody has three or four superstars on one team. <laughs> when Durant signed there, what was your reaction? They're going to be tough. <laughs> Man, there's really no reactions. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> got to play. Still got to play. But, oh, well, like, if he wants to go there, it's basketball, man. You know, you're going to have a lot of good players no matter what. But you still got to go out there and win a game. You do have to go out there and win a game. All right, I want to talk about your t- You guys are like the hottest team in the NBA. Oh, yeah, we're playing well right now. Right? You've won 11 to 12. You yeah. got, I think you're third in the West right now. And so I saw, you guys, uh, I saw you guys in person last year. And I remember talking to the guy next to me. I'm like, what is wrong with them? I'm like, everything is aw- – they just made the damn – West Finals, and, like, they don't even talk to each other going back to the huddle. I'm like, they look like they can't stand playing with you. Like, what is – what happened here? And so just from somebody that was there and on that court, and you are a guy that, like, smiles all the time. You weren't even smiling. Like, everybody just seemed – I don't know. Something was off. Now, when I talked to Morey on the podcast, you know, he kind of said the Ty Lawson thing – you know, they tried to bring him in. It was kind of a square peg in a round hole, and then it didn't work, and they kept trying. And then, obviously, they had all the McHale stuff going on, and then there was all the Dwight stuff. And so, I mean, but what happened? There's a lot going on, just like you said. But how did you guys make the West Finals and then the next year look like, yeah, almost like you couldn't stand each other, which is weird because a lot of you guys are still on the team, and you clearly like each other. But last year it was just like – the chemistry just got zapped. Yeah, I think it's the chemistry thing. I think um, it was tough. You know, when you try to bring Ty, which Ty's a really good player, but um, for for our team, you know, past the heart and soul. So it's kind of – I feel like that was, uh, that was a little different move for us. I didn't kinda, even consider that. That kind of messes things up if you think about it. Like, look how well past playing right now. 
and he's everybody's guy. Yeah, so right. But, it's not, but it wasn't even a problem with it. You know, he Pat was Pat's great with it. He doesn't he's matter. great, but I mean, the rest of you guys. Oh, we were we were all fine with Ty coming. We just just it's one of those things that doesn't work. Like it didn't work. Right. And like I think we should. James needs the ball in his hands. So I feel like this year, Coach Antonio did the right thing. James is a point guard. Right. You know, Pat plays out the ball, and you need a guy that can play without the ball. And like Pat's great. Fits great beside James. Right. And James can do his thing. Did you feel bad about the McHale stuff? That that was tough for me. Like, yeah. It was only like 10 games. <laughs> like, he didn't even get a chance right. to turn it around after we went to the rest of the conference finals. And it does seem like all you guys loved him. Yeah, I, I love Mike for sure. He drafted me. Right. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, so that was, that was my Golly, guy. Golly, man, you got a lot of, like, connections throughout yeah. your career, huh? Yeah, so that, that was my guy. So it was tough. When he left, it was tough. And, you know, I like JB. JB was in Minnesota with me, too, actually. Um, of course. Yeah, big shots there. Um, yeah, it just, it, just, it just didn't work. You know, Dwight was Dwight was a little, I guess, um, you know, his contract situation probably weighing a little bit. He didn't know what he was going to do. And, um, you know, we kind of slowed. We started slowing down. We played a lot faster the year before. Slow, our offense slowed down. We weren't guarding anybody. It was just – it was a bad situation for everybody all around. Do you think it was a hangover from the success of the prior year? That, see, that's why it's all so strange because typically this stuff happens if you got a bunch of new guys on the team or if it's not a good team. But you guys clearly were a really good team, good enough to be in that Western Conference Finals, good mm-hmm. enough to come back in that Clippers series, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Which is totally bananas, <laughs> right? But you come back in that, you end up making the West Finals, and then the next year, it's mostly the same guys. It's the same coach, and it just just don't worry, man. It's just it's basketball. Sometimes, sometimes you don't have a good flow, and we didn't have a good flow at all the whole year last year. We still made the playoffs. It was crazy. You it did was, still make the playoffs. It was tough to make the playoffs in the West, and I can't believe we made it. But um, we did. But we learned from it. I feel. I feel like it was good for us. Like for a guy like James to have like. To have such a great year, then to come have – he still had a good year, but not to have the year he wanted, I think it motivated him. So I feel like that's why he's putting up with his numbers like he is. Why year. do you think the Harden-Howard thing didn't work? Necessarily like it maybe should have. I mean, obviously it was good enough to make the West Finals, yeah. but it didn't become this devastating duo that I think probably was projected when it was put together. I feel like um, people probably made too much of it to try to make – Make more into it than it was. Um, to be honest, I don't know how it didn't work, but it just didn't work. Is it work. just not a good fit? It just wasn't a good fit. Right. Yeah, but, you know, Dwight, you know, he likes to post up. Dwight wants more post-ups. Um, so for a guy, when you got James, like, James Harden's the freaking best scorer in the world. Like, it's it's hard to slow it down and throw it in the post when you – you need rim runners, yeah, you right? Want, you want guys finishers, like, like, yeah, like you got like, a bunch of them: Capella, Montrez. Like, yeah, we got the like the, they fit so good around James. Those right. guys, like Dwight, a little different. Like he can, right? Dwight can post, like so can't fault Dwight. He's, he's been posting up his whole career. Like he wants, right. he wants the ball, and he's had a lot of success. Yeah, yeah success. He went to the finals before, like yeah. So it's like, can't can't fault the guy, <laughs> but right in our situation right now. We got Clint Capella. Come set this screen. Get out. Go. Go. Yeah. Run. That's what you do. You're gonna get. You're gonna get average double double easy. Well, speaking of that, you guys get Mike D'Antoni. Where are you when you find out that he's gonna be your next head coach? I think I was at home. I was in Houston. And what'd you think? I was happy because D'Antoni. I knew we were gonna play faster. 
Like we're gonna be better. We're gonna be a better team. How much is it? How much is it like playing for Carl? Um, it's because you guys went fast, and those yeah, those we Denver fast. teams we went, went fast we went too. Fast. It's a, it's a little different because um, we didn't have a superstar like that in in, right. in Denver. We just had a bunch of guys that and we played together really well. We yep. just played together really well, and the ball was always moving. So it's just, it's different. You have like James makes things happen, <laughs> so it's just different. What's D'Antoni like? Great guy. He's he's a player's coach. He's a good coach. Yeah. Yeah, good guy. He comes in and he's talking to you guys about the way you're gonna play. Did you ever think that you'd play in a basketball game where you guys attempted? 63 pointers. Uh, he said we're going to get them up. <laughs> that is. Yeah, he said we're going to shoot threes. It's an NBA record. I mean. Yeah, we're shooting threes. That's what we do. That's why we never out of games. We're going to shoot threes. We got a chance to get back in the game. When you when he comes in and he's establishing the way you're going to play and he says, basically, James is going to have the ball. James is going to be a like almost a de facto point guard. When you see it for the first time, or do you, could you have foreseen these kind of absurd numbers that the guy is putting up? Uh, yeah. Yeah? You just, thought, just you play holy with, mackerel, this guy's going to. Just give him the ball. Let him, let him, let him do this. Then, cause then if he, when he's at the point guard, like defenders can't deny him. Right. He doesn't have to work hard to get the ball. Like, if he's just he, got he's it. got the ball already, so. They <laughs> 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 stressed off us. When are you impressed by him? And don't say every night. But, like, when was the moment where you were like, holy mackerel? Just when you're sitting on the bench, you look up. It's not even like you don't realize what he's doing until you look up. You're like, oh, man, okay. Oh, in the first half, 18, 9, and 9. <laughs> oh, man, this is this – People don't realize how hard it is to put up those numbers. Yeah, he does. In a, does, in a full game. Yeah, he does in like a quarter, <laughs> quarter and a right. half. Like you look up, oh, 18, 9, and 9. That's oh, not a bad night. <laughs> how does you have to guard him in practice, presumably, or have had to? Um, so you faced him more than you faced a lot of different stars. But is he is he as hard a guy as there is to guard? Yeah, he's probably one of the hardest guys to guard, just because he knows how to draw fouls too. And how just, annoying is that? So it's tough when as you're, a defender. When you're a defender, when the guy's grabbing you and you're getting called for the foul, or. <laughs> Andy or, pump fakes pump to fake death, you, or he jumps and, into you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he can shoot, so you you kind of want to go for the pump fake because ain't like he like he's probably gonna knock the three down. So if I don't jump, like you're, right, then he can drive. He can finish. He's strong. So James is tough. Who else for you is tough? LeBron's tough. Um, Kevin Durant's tough just because Kevin Durant shoots over you. He's like seven foot, like seven foot guard. Like <laughs> there's nothing I can do. Yeah, there's nothing right, I jumped as high as I can. You just gotta make it tough on him. Those are guys are real tough. Um, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of tough guys in the NBA. Is there somebody? Is there somebody you? I think people would say you can be an irritant. You're smiling all the time. You're super high energy. Not like Beverly irritant, right? Where they want to punch you, yeah. but you can get under guys' skin, right? By the way you're playing. Is there any? Tell me a time where you absolutely knew you got under somebody's skin. I have no idea. <laughs> so somebody like has anybody ever really gotten mad at you? Not really. On the court, because you're always smiling. Yeah, if you're always smiling, it's hard to get mad. It's hard to get mad get at the mad, guy. If they get mad, I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna keep fouling you. I foul every possession. They can't call them all. So what are we gonna do? <laughs> Who taught you to foul every possession? I just that's the way I've always played. I always, fouled, yeah. 
I feel like, hey, if I foul every possession, you can't call them all. <laughs> so you're just, is it grabbing? Nah, just, I'm Pushing just, them? I'm just joking. Yeah, no, you're not. Nah. You do foul. Nah. You foul all the time. You got to grab. Gotta, right. You got to get any advantage you can get when you're a defender because the offensive player has advantage always. Right. And then you, so you got to just get the stop and then you got to take off running. Got to go. Right. <laughs> all right, what's different about this team? than teams that you have been on in the past? Because like I said, you got the hottest team going. You guys have played really well. You've obviously taken to D'Antoni's system. Harden's putting up crazy numbers. Um, and it is such a – it just feels so much different than last year, right? Yeah, I think um, this is like – this is a good feel. Just like on the good teams I've been on, this is a good feel. Everybody likes each other. Um, and the pos- it's positive, man. I feel like when you have a positive locker room and a positive atmosphere, um, the game's easier. I feel like everybody's positive. You know, like last year, like if you shot a shot, it's like, man, dang, I can't miss. Like, <laughs> you don't want to miss. Now, nah, if you miss, all right, we're going to shoot, shoot the next one. Who cares? Like, you, we're scoring 130 anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. so it makes no. And there is, it's ultimate, like everybody's got a green light. Yeah, he wants you to shoot. If you're open, you, you got to shoot it. If you don't shoot it, you're messing up the offense. Besides the fact that they're obviously really good three point shooters, why have Gordon and Anderson been able to assimilate so well? Man, getting so much easy, so many easy shots. They're wide open. Like James has the ball in his hands, so somebody has to. You gotta guard him. And Clint, our bigs roll hard. So if you don't tag our bigs, we're gonna we're gonna be dunking. So you gotta give up something. Yeah, and that injury hurts, doesn't it? It hurts, but um, Capella, they, but they say like maybe luckily, six weeks, right? Yeah, six weeks. But luckily, we got Nene and Montrez. Right. So both those guys can really play and. They'll hold it down until he gets back. Right. But Clint, Clint's going to be good. Clint's, Clint's about – he's good. Yeah. Now when you see young guys in the league, now that you've been around so long, do you look at it – I'm sure like when you're first coming up, it's almost like they're my competition or maybe you could resent them, right? You, you could get compared to your peers. But now that you've been in the league for so long, right, It you look at the young guys rather different, right? Yeah, you want Is that fair? Guys, yeah, you want the young guys to be good. You know, you try to help them. Well, I try to help them. Yeah. You want them to be good. And Clint, he's going to be one of those good guys. You know when they do the whole, the letter to my younger self, and you've seen all these retirement stuff and everything that's gone on, right? But people, like, that's the thing now. A lot of these NBA veterans, they'll say, I wish I would have known whatever, right? What about you? If you could go back and talk to Corey Brewer that came in the league at Minnesota as the seventh pick overall, what would you tell him? Just keep working hard, man. So for me, I wish you got to work. Just work hard as you can, get better. I don't know, man, just the situation I was in. I don't know what I would tell my younger self. <laughs> when you lose it, man, <laughs> don't go outside and do nothing crazy to yourself. <laughs> that was like, people, that's a tough question. Oh, you were that down. What? I was depressed. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, Did you, dr- you drink? Not why? Drink no. is only gonna make it worse. <laughs> what would drink, you, do? you really might, you really might <laughs> do something it'd stupid. Be, it'd be worse. <laughs> yeah, it was just, man, you losing every night. Like I go from winning every night to losing every night. It's cold. I go from sunny Florida to cold. <laughs> Like, you had like the worst introduction to the NBA. Yeah, man. I had a, I had Culture a tough, shock, I had a tough, everything. Tough introduction. I don't know what I'll tell my younger self. Just keep your head up. Keep your head up. <laughs> what do you tell these young guys that are on the team now? Because they're walking into a winning culture, which is yeah, a great place tell, to develop. Tell them how lucky they are, man. You're in a great situation. Because you, you know what it's like. Yeah, it can be. It's, it's some bad situations you can get in. You're in a great situation. Work hard and 
once you get your chance, you got to take advantage of it. You, yeah. you will, everybody gets a chance. You just got to take advantage of it when you get your chance. All right, we'll be right back with Corey Brewer, but a quick word from our sponsors today. Capital One knows you've got questions about your credit. You may be asking, who's really in charge of my credit score? Or how does my credit actually work? That's why Capital One created the CreditWise app, so you can check your credit score anytime you want right in the app. And it's free to everyone, Capital One customer or not. In fact, millions of CreditWise users have improved their score by 20 points or more. So download the app for free today. Availability depends on presence of credit history from TransUnion. CreditWise is offered by Capital One Bank USA NA. The NBA show also brought to you by Viceland. Late night TV just got darker. Jesus Nice and the Kid Marrow have landed their own late night TV show on Viceland, the new TV channel from Vice. It's called Jesus and Marrow. Late nights at 11 p.m. You may know these guys from the Bodega Boys podcast. Yes, podcasters can become TV stars these days. You might also know them from Twitter.com. Apparently, Twitter people can get TV shows too. This is not your typical late night show. No white guys named Jimmy, no A-list celebrity selling their new movie, no scripted jokes, no band, just two guys from the Bronx giving you their takes on culture, politics, sports, entertainment, and other subjects they don't really know anything about. Just this week, they had on Katie Nolan, Angie Martinez, John Hodgman. They got all kinds of great guests uh, on Jesus and Mero. And you can watch the show because Mero has mad kids and Jesus loves sneakers and they're funny and other late night shows are corny. Watch Jesus and Mero on TV on Viceland every Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. Go to Viceland.com to find your channel and check out some free episodes. The brand is strong. You talk about Capella and you think he's going to be really good. going to be great. Right? What other young guys around the league have you like <clears throat> perked up and noticed? Um, Embiid, he's he's oh, good. Oh gosh, I watched him play. Oh man, he's he's gonna be. He's gonna I've be never really seen a big guy move like he does. He moves, shoots the shoots the three, like, crosses people over. Yeah, he can really play. Um, we played Devin Booker last night. He's good. I like I like Booker. He, he can really play. He talks <laughs> a lot. Uh, nah, he I does. Not really pay that any attention. He does. Th- nobody talks trash to you. Yeah. You Who's say, the best? Who's the best trash talker? Yeah. Low key trash talker, like that people, you know, because everybody knows Draymond is you know barking the whole time, but like guys that are actually saying things that people would never catch. Mm. You don't know. I really don't know. Who like, talk, if, if, who's talk trash to you? Well, probably when I when I first got in the league, like Kobe used to, you know, when Kobe's kicking your butt, he's you know, he's letting you know about it. <laughs> what's so, he What's he saying? Uh, you can't Edit. stop. You can't stop that. Oh, you, you can't. can't stop it. You yeah, can't here, stop. Here that. it comes again. You'd be like, you'd be like, <laughs> what do you say to this, Kobe? Though you're like, <laughs> I know I can't stop it, man. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> That's the move, though. You can't stop this. Yeah, you can't stop it. Like, Here it comes again. <laughs> that would be very depressing. I was fast depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I like those kind of trash talk, though. Yeah, I like, right? That's, I like that kind of trash. It's not. It's just. <laughs> Do you ever talk? It depends. If you get it going, everybody talks. If they get it going. What's your What's your go to? I'm similar. Like yeah. you can't stop me. Same move. <laughs> same move. Yeah. I, I do the same move on a break ten times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> when you see the way you guys are playing and you're shooting all these threes, right? You 
you inevitably will hear the criticism, right? Team that shoots that much, right? Live by the three, die by the three. And so, yeah, it's all fun, and they're going to score a lot of points. They're going to win a ton of games. When it comes playoff time, right, you're just inevitably going to have that off night. Why Why can this work even on the biggest level? And clearly, listen, the hey, way, work for Golden State. Yeah, right? the, way we gotta shoot, the way I got to shoot the ball, I think uh, – we're gonna shoot. We're gonna shoot good four out of seven games. Huh? I said we're gonna shoot good four out of seven games. Well, I don't even know how many three. You haven't taken that many threes this year. Nah. Not as compared to the Rockets. Nah. Huh? Maybe like forty. Probably taking forty or fifty. Yeah, I don't know. Right? I just I can't take so many threes. That you, I don't really. Do you even shoot. know? I just I just play my role, man. It's just fun to be. It's fun to watch right now. <laughs> you just you just watch. Yeah, we're, we're rolling. Right watch now. them knock down threes. Yeah, we're rolling. So we're rolling like. Play your role. You don't. You couldn't care less. Just trying to win, man. About how many? Yeah, you know what? That's and that's like the best thing you can do, right? Is be a winner. That's how you keep getting contracts. Yeah, the teams want you. If you're, as long right? as you're helping the team, like as long as you're positive. I do court, wonder, man. You know court. the way you were saying how it like saved you by being on that Dallas team. How many guys, right, who are just in the league, losing situation? Gone. You brought up one earlier. In Johnny Flynn. Yeah, that was crazy. I, th- I, th- I, th- I thought, I thought Johnny be- Flynn was going to be a. What? I thought he was going to be amazing. Right? Yeah. Awesome at Syracuse. High draft pick. He averaged like 14 and 7 his, his rookie year or something. Some right. Crazy numbers his rookie year. Yeah. And then just some guys, like, you just wonder, yeah. right? Like, is it, do you buy into the whole, like, it's your it's your spot as much as it is your talent? Like I'm like okay, so like when I'm saying like situation, when people bring up is Kawhi Leonard Kawhi Leonard if Kawhi goes to wherever Charlotte right or whatever, and he's clearly like super talented, he's a great great player, and he's long as all get out. But part of it is this growth and development within that San Antonio framework that you've got to believe they've at least maximized him, if not. Yeah, he was always going to be good. It's Kawhi, not like he's going to be a yeah, washout if he goes somewhere yeah, else. Kawhi right? was always going to be good. He was always going to be good, but right. he's just he's got bad. He's maxed out. Like he, he's going to max out his potential in San Antonio. You they, think you think your worked, career's different if you would have gone to, if you got drafted to a winner? Uh, I'm pretty sure it would have been for sure. Yeah, in what ways? Just you know, better situation. You become a better player. Yeah, you learn more. You're around. Better veteran, you guys. Like, right. It's, it's just different situation. What do you do for fun? I got two little boys, seven and two. So seven and two. Yeah. So. Oh, so Christmas is huge. People are going to be listening to this as they're driving for Christmas. Oh yeah. What so, they want? Um, what do seven and two want? My little two year old is all about dinosaurs right now. So. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. So he got a bunch of dinosaurs. My seven year old, he's. Like, are you talking toys? Yeah. Like toy dinosaurs? Like toy dinosaurs. All right. Like, so, we got toy like dinosaurs. All kind of toy dinosaurs. My seven-year-old, he, he wanted a football for some reason. So, he's <laughs> like, I want a football. I got him a football and some hover. Like his hover. dad is Corey Brewer. Yeah, he wants a football. And he yeah. wants a, do you yeah. feel like you're failing if, uh, if you're nah. in the NBA and your kid wants a football? Nah, because I really don't let him play football. So, let him play football. You don't? Uh, not really. I'd rather not. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did. I you played did. everything. You, I played you, football, basketball, baseball. And why would you not want him to play football now? Dangerous? Just, just dangerous, man. All the head injuries. I feel like he's only seven. I'm going to let him play eventually. Just right now it's kind of like. Were uh, you a receiver? Play receiver, yeah. Awesome. I was, I was like, I was pretty good. Well, I mean, you're, you're gigantic, <laughs> right? A 6'9 receiver? I wasn't 6'9 at the time. How, how tall were you in high school? I was um 5'11". 
like six one, six two my freshman year, and I was like six four my sophomore year when I played. Then I quit after my sophomore year. You quit football after your sophomore year, even though I had a, I was pretty good. <laughs> and only basketball after that? Yeah, I ran track too. I did high jump, long jump, triple jump, ran two hundred, four hundred. So the seven-year-old wants a football. The two-year-old wants dinosaurs. Yeah, that's you, you've got it easy. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Does the seven-year-old even play video games? Yeah, he, ha- he oh, has okay. everything. So he's got all the. You video got games. everything. It's like like he has everything. Like so, I guess he's, he's got everything but a football. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's football somewhere in the house. Of all things, he Corey, that is, he's probably he's got the headsets for the PlayStation Four and all, everything, right? Yeah. But he doesn't have a football. We got a football, man. He just wants a new one. He wants a new football. <laughs> what about you? What did you want? I don't know. I didn't really have <laughs> nothing. Nah. You just buy what you want. That's what you do when you're in the NBA, right? What do you What do you buy? You car guy? No, nah, I don't buy too much. No. Yeah. You save. Yeah. <laughs> I don't buy. You don't buy. Nah. I got kids. I spend on the kids. I got family. But you're not watches, cars. Nah. You don't care about any of that stuff. Nah. No. So you didn't need, and you're impossible to buy for for Christmas because yeah, you don't even want anything, right? Yeah, my mom gives me socks and underwear. What do you What do you do? Like now, like even when you're on the road, are you video game guy? Are you movies? Yeah, watch, Obviously, you got the kids. Yeah, watch know, some, watch the movies. So I watch you know watch everything. Watch movies, different movies. Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Like Netflix. You like Netflix? Any yeah. TV shows? Yeah, I watch um, Gotham. Huge Gotham fan. Yeah, I'm like the Marvel universe, like Gotham, Supergirl. <laughs> um, is Supergirl good? It's pretty good. I started watching it. I'm still watching it. Pretty um, good. Yeah. Um, Big Bang Theory. Watch the Big Bang Theory. What else? It's different stuff like that. I, I love um, Criminal Minds. Oh, Criminal, Criminal Minds. Yeah. All right. If you weren't a basketball player, what would you be doing? I wasn't a basketball player. Probably. Um, I don't know. I'd probably be in Portland, Tennessee, working at a factory or farm. <laughs> really? Is that what home? That's what home's like. Yeah, you do farm. Everybody's farm. Yeah. Or you Can you farm? Yeah. Can you drive a tractor? Yeah. <laughs> a combine? I've been driving tractors since I was seven. <laughs> what? Yeah. You can do it. You, you think you could? I haven't driven driven one in a long time, but I'm pretty sure it's. You could be a farmer, though. Yeah, I could be a farmer. Look at you. How about that? There ain't a lot of NBA guys that could say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot of farmers, not right? It's probably. I, you think there's any? If there's anybody on your team that's ever driven a tractor or a combine on my team, yeah, probably nobody. <laughs> no way. Yeah, nobody. You think Harden could drive a tractor? <laughs> he probably couldn't start. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has been a great season so far for you guys. So I, I don't think you can. I don't think you could ask for anything more after, like, what, 30 games? Yeah, just keep winning, man. We're playing well. Keep winning. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate that. Corey Brewer from the Houston Rockets. It's going to do it for another episode of the Ringer NBA Show. If you dig what you're hearing, go give us a rating and review on iTunes, and we'll talk to you next week. Everybody have a great, great Christmas. Today's show brought to you by Capital One's CreditWise app. Capital One created the CreditWise app so you can check your credit score anytime you want right in the app. 
It's free to everyone, so download CreditWise today. Availability depends on presence of credit history from TransUnion. CreditWise is offered by Capital One Bank USA N.A.